My Mac Podcast 295. Contest, contest, podcast, contest. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Number seven in the alphabet, but number one in your hearts. It's the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi everyone, it's Gaz here and Guy from the MyMac.com podcast and uh, boy did we just have a hell of a lot of fun recording oh a little <laughs> recording a little piece which you're all going to hear in a little bit at the first break. Uh, yeah. That, that was hard work, Guy, wasn't it? Oh, oh my <laughs> god. You know and and I was I I was telling you that uh, I I'm going to cut out some of the the uh, the, the parts where we kind of screwed up and I'm going to send it to Tim. I think outtakes. he'll, he'll appreciate outtakes. it. He'll oh, appreciate dear. it. The la- of course, the last time I did that, when uh, we used to do a um, uh, segment show a long, long time ago. It's kind of how I got started on the podcast. Yeah. And I made the mistake of putting together some of the outtakes that I had done. And I sent it to him just thinking that, you know, he and Chad would get a laugh out of it. <laughs> and and yes, they did. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people got a laugh out of it because he played it on the next show. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. I think I think you've sent me that actually. I listened through it, and it uh, it is funny. Yeah, it's it like, is. oh god, what am I doing? Yeah. I just yeah. can't do this anymore. I, the best thing I find is hide them away and delete them. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. You no, know, I if don't. I can't laugh at myself, then you know, I shouldn't get upset if other people laugh at me. Too. Very true. Very yep. true. Very true. Okay, so um, I believe we've had a little bit of uh, listeners' feedback. Yes, yes, we did. And as a matter of fact, it was from Twitter. Uh, we got something from Gazano9, because uh, remember we talked about last week, you know, let us know what makes you, you know, happy or mad about the Mac. And yep. uh, what he came out with was, and of course, you know, being Twitter, he's he's uh, down to 140 char- 144 <laughs> yeah. characters. Yeah, there's not a lot of explaining you can do there. Yeah, no, but it's you're kind of cut. Characters, yeah, right. and I think that includes the uh, the at reply as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So automatically he's down. I think like ten characters. We said happy, brilliant OS, mad lack of features on the first gen, and then drip, drip during product cycle. Sad lack of great games. Which you know, with the uh, with the announcements from Steam, I, he might be, be becoming a little happier about that. Yeah, yeah, well, but, yeah. Apart from my problems I had early in the evening, if I wanted to play any games, I could have had some issues. Uh, yeah. Listeners won't know that I uh, came home and I'd sent to um, Guy a, an email, an urgent email, saying oh, I might be struggling because my ISP is down. Actually, it was about uh, twenty or thirty houses in the vicinity, but they they've got it back up, as you can all hear. Yeah, thank God. Anyway, we had some more listeners' feedback. Yeah, from uh, our old buddy Steve Hammond, who was on the podcast a couple of shows ago. Yeah, we'll uh, see said, if we can get him back on sometime. Yeah, that would be great. He says, happy, cool products, sad, availability in Canada after the U.S., mad, <laughs> he has here CAD plan, I think he means Canadian plan for the iPad, Crazy wow, I'd like to renew more often. I'm not sure what he means by that, but I'm sure he he meant it in the nicest way. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that goes to anybody else. If uh, you fancy coming on, listeners, you're more than welcome. Send us an email and uh, we'll get in contact and you can see if you can join in the chat. Yep. You can reach us on Twitter. I'm at uh, twitter.com slash MacParrot. And I'm on twitter.com 
slash gasmas. And uh, Gaz doesn't have one yet, but I do have a MyMac email address. And oddly enough, it's guy at MyMac.com. Excellent. Have we got a telephone number that they can ring in on as well if they want to? By God, yes, we do have <laughs> did you a like, telephone did number. Did you like that link? That was, that was a nice lead-in. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and it's, it's not a to- – I know I've mixed this up a couple times. It, this is not a toll-free call. Uh, it's area code 703-436-9501. And no, I have not found any cute little words that, that match up with those numbers that's appropriate for this show. <laughs> but of course, if they if they do want to send in um, a clip, they can obviously record it themselves and send it in as well. Yeah, quite, you, you uh, can use your iPhone or your iPod Touch. There's a, there's a little built-in uh, recording app. You record something and uh, email it to us. Superb, superb. Yep. Now I understand that uh, you had some problems last week. Uh, y- yes, I did. Well, this week, actually, or was it last week? Well, it's been working over the weekend, I suppose. Uh Um, My, I have several Macs. Um, I've got a Mac, I think I've mentioned in the past, but my main Mac is a Mac Mini, which uh, is where I do all my recording and most of the heavy, heavy duty stuff. But we've got a MacBook as well. And that MacBook, all of a sudden, lost sound. And it also lost the capability of opening iTunes. I got an error message, which uh, if you give me a second, I'll open up that, what that error message was. Um, and also iTunes wouldn't open. And No, iTunes, that the program itself would not open? The program wouldn't open, yeah. And I'll tell you what that uh, the error message was that I got from it. And also um, QuickTime wouldn't play any of the movies that I'd got. Wow. Now, the iTunes error that I received was the iTunes application could not be opened. An unknown error occurred, open bracket <laughs> equals 200, close bracket, full stop. Oh, I know what that is. I have no <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Clear as mud. You're about the only one that does, Guy, because um, I did quite a bit of searching, and there were some hints as to what it might be, but no clear recommendate recommendation on what to do yeah, it was it was just basically itunes and, and quicktime that wasn't working you weren't getting like the gray screen of death or anything like i that. wasn't getting the gray gray screen of death i wasn't getting any other issues other than no sound okay now now that was no sound at all there was no system sounds nothing Wow. So obviously, the, my first port of or my first line of attack or thought process was there's a problem with the hardware and you know I tweeted it out, and some people said, you know, perhaps there's a loose wire, you know, what's changed, have you done anything, which I hadn't. Um, <clears throat> and I was a bit concerned that it was possibly... Um, now, are, are you out of warranty on that on that unit? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that's not... Oh, Oops. sorry. Oh, yes. Sorry. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I was a little bit concerned, of course, because if right. it was going to be a hardware issue, then that meant... Yeah, it's going to possibly cost. So yeah. what I, I had a bit of a brainwave because I've got a couple of clones. Uh, one was a fairly recent clone, ex- extremely recent clone. But I, I actually had an older clone sitting about of the MacBook, which was about three or four weeks. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll just log into the clone and see right. if everything's working off the clone. Now, for, for people that don't know how this works, and, and this was a, a USB or FireWire drive. It's basically there were two. I've got two FireWire drives which okay. I clone occasionally. All right, using the FireWire drive, you basically connect up a FireWire 400 cable, or maybe it's 800 to one of those drives, whichever it is, 
uh, into the drive and then the other one into your Macintosh. Then you restart the, your computer and you hold down the T key. Alt K. Oh, oh, you're right. Oh, no, I'm, thinking, the I'm thinking of key. target. I'm thinking of target. Yeah, the, the, op- the option key. Is right, the option key. <clears throat> and that will bring up onto the screen however many versions of OS ten. Correct. So if you've got a, if you, connected. That's right. If you've got a CD in there, it will actually show up the CD so you can boot from the CD as well. Right. Though you can hold down the C key and do that as well. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. But if you hold the option key and you've got several drives attached to your machine, it will actually, it will actually yeah, bring show them up. all. Um, so it being USB was connected, um, hold, held down the alt key. Uh, it came up with the option of obviously booting from direct from the hard drive itself um, or um, the connected usb hard drive which was a complete clone of the device from several weeks ago right so i booted into um that obviously remote hard drive um and tested everything and everything was fine which was a relief because obviously (laughs) it meant that it wasn't hardware so it was software and I went through, so that was that was the first sigh of relief. And I thought, right now we've got to get the software uh, sorted. So I tried right. to do while I was booted into the um, uh, the external hard drive. I thought I'd actually try and do some disc Dis- repair. Disc, yeah, disc yeah, go into disc utility and which try is in, and which is in up. the utilities folder. Correct, correct. So I went into disc utility, and there are several options in there to repair permissions. Or um, there's also verify disk. So I went through both of those options, but obviously I had to highlight. I had to highlight the hard drive in the Mac Mini itself because or the actually, MacBook or the MacBook. Sorry, yes, right. the Mac. Um, now I've actually named them, and I've I've named it the MacBook hard drive, and I've also named the backup as the MacBook backup. So I knew the difference between the two. But you've got to highlight them right. when you when you run it. Well, it wouldn't have let you do a like, correct on on the the booted. You know, whatever drive it was that you were using. No, it doesn't like it doesn't like doing certain actions on itself. Right. So sometimes you have to boot into either you have to either use a disk uh, and log in and use disk utility that way from uh, the option. You don't go yeah. all the way and, and re reinstall the software. There you get to you get past the language screen and you can actually use disk utility uh, from the menu bar at the top there. So that's a different right. way of doing it. Yeah, it doesn't like anyway. to play with itself. No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> so I, I did, you know, all of those basic things. And I also had some tweets from people um, giving you some saying, clues. Well, why not try the SMC controller? And I thought, SMC controller? What the hell is the SMC controller? So I did a quick Google and found out how to, you know, reset the SMC controller, which is some core functionality for the machine um obviously trying to kick it back in but as it was still working i I wasn't sure that was going to work because obviously the machine itself was was running and was working off the external drive but i did it anyway i went through that i also went through a pram reset which is something which often gets uh mentioned yeah uh what uh, why don't you go ahead and describe how you do that that's that's quite an interesting procedure what you yeah. have to do is you, you need about 10 fingers <laughs> I, I just used two feet that's quite easy <laughs> um basically what you do is you restart your computer and before you get the gray screen come up so you know just as the screen drops down into black or just as it's going down you've got to locate your alt command p 
and R keys on your keyboard. And all four of those, in no particular order, but all together, must be pressed down before the machine reboots. You will then hear the startup chime, um, and that actually resets the PRAM, which is uh, some baseline memory and some other functionality. I'm not quite sure because I haven't got the information up in front of me. Um, and it resets that. Now, you're advised, actually, some people say uh, do it up to about five times to completely make sure that the system does a clear and clean and reset. Yeah, but you know what? In your particular case, if it hadn't worked the first time, chances are doing it multiple times wasn't going to make any difference with the kind of problem you were having? No, probably not. But it, 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 it certainly didn't hurt it no. by doing it that way. So anyway, I went through those processes, still no no joy. Uh, and at this point, I'm getting a little bit frustrated because everybody's giving me some great assistance. From, I got assistance from all sorts of people, uh, too numerous here to mention, but thanks to all of them for all of the bits of advice which I went through. But unfortunately, it still didn't help. So there's obviously this is this was some core software at the, at the base because after I'd done all of this, I still went back onto the um, external drive just to make sure that I wasn't going mad and that the. Are you um, sure? Uh, <laughs> yes, um, and it, it, the vol- the volume came up. It was fine when I was on the external hard drive, so I was absolutely positive. It wasn't hardware. It wasn't hardware. Now at this point, I'm thinking, well, I could, you know, I could be spending days on this trying to find out what it is and what it is I've got to, got to try. I did actually try and reinstall iTunes and QuickTime again to no avail because I had seen on the few forums that had uh, posted this problem um, that they had tried that, and for one of them, it seemed to have done the trick, but it didn't do the trick for me. So my last port of call at first was to do a complete reinstall of the operating system. But I was reminded by um, a friend of mine um, that probably just do a restore of your users. Now, I've done Time Machine backups as well from the MacBook, and I've actually gone into some of those Time Machine uh, items and pulled them back. So as far as I was concerned, my Time Machine uh, was a good Time Machine backup. Yeah, but when I try to actually, because what you have to do for this process is you put your um, your OS disk in, which I did, which was the Snow Leopard OS disk, um, and I went again to that second page. I got past the language, and from there you click on the utilities and you come down and you, you there's an option to restore uh, your machine. Well, it then asks you to locate your. Uh, time machine backup which i duly did after i'd obviously set up my wireless connection because i wasn't actually hard connected at this point but unfortunately it wouldn't allow me to restore from the time really? uh, time machine backup no it recognized it it saw it but it, it when i went to the next section which i can't remember at the top of my uh, head what that next piece was but it wouldn't show up and then allow me to restore well did they think you were trying to do it to a different computer because that's the only 
that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that would that would well, keep you from doing that. Well, if it was, I, I don't know why, because this is the only MacBook um, time machine backup that right. I've got. No, but you, you, you had already, like, repaired permissions and, yep. and yeah, all done all of that. I wonder if that yeah. had anything to do with it. Possibly, possibly. Anyway, this at this point, I was watching TV and uh, Saving Private Ryan was on, and I'm thinking, Saving Private Ryan? What about saving my MacBook? Anyway. <laughs> Where's Tom it, Hanks it, when you need him? Yeah, as you know, Saving Private Run is quite a long film. So I thought, I'll tell you what, I'll find out how to do a restore from this clone that I've got, which is not quite the same process. Um, but what you have to do is you go into disk utility once you boot it up from the clone itself. So I'd obviously restarted the machine, I'd reconnected the hard drive, and I reconnected to the actual um hard drive clone that i got right from which was a few weeks old which is the one that i knew that was working in there you then go into disk utility and there's a restore um, option on one of the tabs you have to follow a process and i'll put a link i'll dig it out and I'll, I'll put a link to uh the process uh that i went through from there but i basically went through a restore it took about seven hours restored it and it's back up and running now i've lost one or two files but i'd actually thought i thought about that and obviously done another clone backup and another time machine backup yeah, so did, did you restart time machine so it started from scratch no no not no because I, w I wanted to keep that there just to do a check afterwards okay but i, I basically did a double coverage so I, I redid another clone of the machine before i restored it and i did another time machine backup um which it seemed to register and i seemed to be able to get individual files it's just the restore that was that it was struggling from for some reason um so any files which were added since, you know, in between those three or four weeks, I'd, I'd got so that I could recover them uh, once I needed them. Wow. And, you know, and, pe people talk about that, you know, Macs are so reliable and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? Stuff happens. You know, it, it doesn't matter how how great the OS is or how great the hardware is. Sometimes things just go horribly wrong. They did. Um they do, and I've the, the thing is though, um, guy, I've had issues oh, that far were worse. less. No, 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 no. That were not as worse as that, seemingly on a Windows machine, and I've gone into such a loop, and I've kind of it's gone downhill and downhill, and it's almost start afresh. Whereas I knew having two backups, two clone backups, that at some point, I at no point was I in a panic. And no point was I thinking, right. oh, you know, once well, I knew... You knew you had, you still had all your data. Yeah, yeah, in at least two places. And I, I've still got it in the time time machine yeah. uh, location as well. It's just that, uh, you know, I can't do a restore from it, but any important files that I can, you know, get in yeah. there and actually recover. Well, what is it Steve always says? Back up, back up, back up. That's right. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I wanted to apologize for for last week's show for running oh, just just a little bit long. We, um, got, we we got a little bit excited, didn't we? It was, we it, was did. a great, it was a great chat with the guy. He's, it, uh, he's, a, great guy. he's a really really super guy. Um, let's get into a little bit of what's currently on the mymac.com website. Uh, we have the there's a Sennheiser PX210BT headphones review from Sam Negri. 
There's finding my religion, device agnost- <laughs> agnost- agnosticism. Here. Agnosticism. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not about to say that. Okay. Agnosticism. It's that word. <laughs> it's finding my religion, device agnostic. Oh, device, device that word by Mark Rudd. Okay. Okay, yeah, you're going to make it funny. Yeah, why not? <laughs> we got Zen and the Magic of Photography, which is a book review by Artie... Ali- uh, God, Artie... <laughs> this, this, this is the way this night's what. going. Artie uh, Alinikoff. Uh, I'm so Alinikoff. sorry, Artie. Go, <laughs> go ahead, Kaz. And the iPad slipcase review from Danny Yankelo. Donnie. Yay! No, not Danny, Donnie. <laughs> Donnie Yankelo. I don't think we're gonna have to do this, this piece again. Oh, this is good. No, no, we're 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 moving on, man. Um, over on the on the on the staff blog side, also from Donnie Yankelo. Uh, he's he's got a he's got a blog. There are HD versions of apps you already own worth the price. Obviously, he's talking about the differences between like iPhone and iPad, uh, iPhone and iPad apps. And from Scott Wilsey. Mac the Shutterbug. Photography is an extremely enjoyable hobby that is made even more enjoyable when using the Mac for managing and editing your photos, which is pretty much uh, uh, some of the item that we were talking with uh, Steve about last week. So uh, yep. I, I wholeheartedly agree with Scott. <laughs> and, and on that note, before, before our, our tongues just fall out of our mouths. Uh, <laughs> I think they already have done. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, we're going to take a little break. And we'll be right back. Hey, it's Gaz. And Guy from the MyMac.com podcast. And we have a special offer for those who want to reach a broad audience of Macintosh, iPod, iPhone, or iPad users. Who would those people be, Guy? Any company offering hardware, software, or services related to Apple's products that want to reach a tech-savvy, diverse, and a worldwide market. That sounds like it would fit right in with our audience, Guy. If only there was some way they could, you know, let our listeners know about their products. Funny you should say that, Gaz, because there is a way that they can. What? There's a way that software and hardware vendors could actually talk directly to our large audience? Sure is. All they have to do is advertise on the MyMac.com podcast. What if they want banner ads on the MyMac.com website? Well, for an extra charge, we'll give them banner ads, too. No, I don't think so. What? What do you say no to? Well, how about this? They advertise on the MyMac.com podcast, and we give them the banner ads on the MyMac.com website for free. <laughs> That's just crazy talk. Only way I'll be a part of it, Guy. All right, all right. We'll throw in the banner ads for free. That's more like it. So how do people find out more information? Simply send an email to ads at MyMac.com. That's A-D-S, ads at MyMac.com. Oh, that sounds easy enough. So send in your requests for more information to ads at MyMac.com. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Someone said that even Steve Jobs listens to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. But what do they know? And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Gaz. Yeah, yeah. What we have coming up now is, uh, you know, we have to kind of preface this by saying that, you know, a, a lot of what we're about to talk about may or may not happen. It kind of falls into the 
rumor category. It's not. We're not entering the twilight zone. Are oh, we? this it's it's beyond. It's the fifth dimension. It's not even the fourth <laughs> dimension anymore. Um, <laughs> there, of course, I, th- I think there's probably maybe one or two people in Outer Mongolia that that don't realize that Apple's coming out with the next iPhone uh, in either June or July. They are. Yes. Yeah. It's true. They they really really are, and so Apple is furiously trying to 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 push off as as many of the 3GSs as they can. I know they just cut their prices. Walmart uh re- retailer here in the United States is is I think they're selling the 16 gig uh 3GSs for $97. Wow. The the 3GS not the so Yeah. Well, that's That's <laughs> a deal. That's a deal. Yeah. Well, and of course it's priced so low cuz they're, you know, they're trying to get rid of the last of their inventory. Um, well, yeah, but, I mean, but at I the same time, at the same time, um, and this is probably somewhat related, AT&T just raised their early termination fees from $175 to $325. Now, I, I heard about this, and obviously being from across the pond, AT&T don't bother me that much. Um, they you bother know, us here, that's for sure. You, well, <laughs> yes, I understand that. Um, and when I heard this, I was, you know, my first reaction, my complete first reaction was, oh, well, that's obvious. They, you know, they're going to be losing the iPhone. But having looked into it a little bit more, it doesn't quite seem that straightforward, does it? Uh, no, because, you know, the, the problem is all the iPhones that have been made so far are all on... Um, uh, GSM. GSM. Yeah. And the only other major carrier that has a GSM network in the United States is T-Mobile, and their network is is not even as big as AT&T's. Now, now here's where we start to get into the rumor bit. There was a rumor that a uh, a Chinese manufacturer has been contracted to make you know umpteen millions of CDMA phones. Now, if if they came out with CDMA phones, that could possibly open it up for the other two major carriers here in the U.S., which are Verizon and Sprint. And the whole raising the termination fee from AT and T kind of fed into this rumor thinking that, you know, a lot of people are going to, you know, break their contract if they can with AT&T and possibly move to Verizon and Sprint. But in some ways, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, I, I know that I've heard about, aren't, aren't Verizon looking at trying to have a, a 4G network? They're trying to set up so they're, they're ready for the next generation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a network or no. a, a cell phone guy, so I'm not really Neither sure. You know, the problem is, is that you know Verizon says, well, we have a, a better 3G network than AT and T. The the problem, of course, is that it's not the same type of network. It's CDMA as compared to AT and T's GSM. And uh, one of the big differences between the the two standards is, and and this is what kind of what AT and T was talking about, is that you can talk on the telephone and use applications that use the GSM network on AT&T at the same time without any problems. With CDMA, you cannot. You're either talking on the telephone 
or you're using applications that use their network. Yeah, you yeah, can't I, do I can't, them both at the same time. Yeah, I can't, I can't see how Apple going with them. But I mean, but I, I think if they may go with Verizon in the future, if they move over to a GSM 4G network. But what I found, what I found interesting was that when I did a little bit of digging, and what I found was that Verizon actually doubled its own fee last autumn or last fall, as you like to call it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm good to, with either one, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> last autumn to also $325. That's, that's, when you, I, I've heard that somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said it yeah. just a few minutes ago. <laughs> Did you am I repeating you? I'm obviously not listening to no, it. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I mean, I, I just find it odd. You know, and, and one of the things that that got Microsoft in, into trouble and have gotten other companies into trouble has been it, within an industry was collusion between the the major parties of a particular industry where they kind of get together and, and set their prices so that, you know, they keep the customers they have and they, you know, they, they, they're still competing, but they're competing on, on more of, of an even plane but it's not necessarily to the benefit of the consumer. No, no. Well, I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But I, I think there's something else at work here. It's, it's not because they're trying to um, stop people from moving over to another network, I th well, although it is stopping people from going over to another network. I think it seems to be that they want to stop people who – buy a cheap phone at the start or a highly subsidized phone at the start um then opting out later on you know rather cheaply so it looks like it it's it's a genuine uh track to make sure people don't jump from one phone to another phone and don't pay the full price of obviously a subsidized unit. And that's one thing that's always got on my goat a little bit. I've always said that um, Apple should have just gone out with an unlocked phone. You pay the price of the phone, you get your own network. And we kind of have both models over here. You get lots of subsidies on phones. Yeah. But you also get the option to, you know, to go out and buy a phone uh, and then you can, you know, it's it's unlocked and you can uh, you yeah. can buy, take your own, you, you can go your own to network. Well, also in... It now, are there? There's basically just it, it's just GSM in Europe, isn't it? For Pretty the most much, part, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think um, now, you know, going back a bit, AT and T and Singular, who you know, Singular ended up buying AT and T and then changing their their own name to AT and T. I don't understand that logic, but uh, never mind. They were both, of course, uh, GSM. Right. And Verizon and Sprint were were the two networks, the two other big networks that were using CDMA. Now in in the UK and in Europe, which of course is a, a much smaller landmass than the United States, um the you know, it it's a little bit more concentrated, so it's probably easier to to set up coverage for for a particular <laughs> network. You think you think it would be? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was yeah, the assumption I, mean, it I is, was yes, making. <laughs> it is, it is, it is easier, and you'd think that that would be. You know, we'd have pretty good three G coverage everywhere. I mean, the size of the UK. When you think about the size of the UK, it's you know, it's a it's a tiny country. You know, it fit in te uh, Texas several times, I think. But, but we still have. <laughs> yeah, but real would you bright... really want to? Would you really want to go to Texas? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've got nothing against Texas. No, neither do I. I've been here on a number of times. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Dallas, great, great series. It, it, <laughs> someone was talking about, uh, is it Bobby, Bobby Ewing coming out of the shower again? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about Lost. Anyway. Yeah, off the beaten track. But totally. But it, but even here we have some, uh, some, you know, blank spots when it comes to coverage. So yeah, yeah. Obviously they're going to, they're going to put their masks where they can get the, you know, most sure. butt out, out of that, uh, that location. Well, one of the things that I'm hoping is that, you know, at, at least here in the United States, that when 4G starts getting rolled out, that yeah. the, the major carriers will, you know, try to adopt a similar standard to one another in, instead of this, this mess that we have here in the States now. And, you know, unfortunately, these companies aren't thinking so much about their customers as to you know, what's best for their own bottom line, which is, it's just really too bad. Yeah. It's a shame though, because I think some, you know, some companies get it right and Apple's, you know, Apple do think about the customers, but they think what the customers need, which will help them on their bottom line. That's, that's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same thinking. It's just shifted sideways yeah. slightly. And uh, I don't think enough companies do that. Well, and plus, also, it would save it would save themselves a lot of money because if they were using you know the the same type of of network and and network hardware and frequencies and all the rest of that, or within a range of frequencies, then you know AT and T or Sprint or T Mobile or Verizon wouldn't have to blanket the entire country with their own hardware. They could kind of share the load, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, but actually they don't even. I mean, we've got the scenario in the UK where you, it, it, they don't share. Um, now, they're just starting to talk about it. Um, they're getting to a situation now where they're talking about sharing that, you know, those masks and that hardware and the coverage. Now, that could be a good thing. Um, because obviously everybody then has access to a good coverage, but it could also be a bad thing, I think, because you've got everybody going through the same loop, which, as we've seen uh, at the likes of Macworld, when you've got a lot of people using you know, one um, area's network yeah. and it's over it and above really what they... It can bog it down. So, you know, there's, there's good parts of that and bad parts as well. Yeah, but at the same time, it allows it allows for there to be more blanket coverage uh, across oh, yeah. a broader yeah, yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. And, agreed. And as time goes on, you know, you can add on to it in the areas where you know that you know it's going to be hit the hardest. Um, you know, I think we've beaten this to death. Yeah, we're we're not we're not network experts. And, yeah, you know. but we anyway, sh- we sure have uh, opinions. AT and T early termination fee. It's almost doubled. So. Make of that what you will. Yeah. Um, why don't we? Why don't we take uh, another break? Uh, we're going to be talking about our upcoming contest in this next little commercial that we just recorded a few minutes ago. We had a we had a, a, a few <laughs> we, issues. We had a blast. We had yeah. a blast recording that. <laughs> yes, many many words that shall not be repeated were spoken. So. Uh, everybody, please hold on, and, and we'll be right back. Hey, 
Gaz, we can finally talk about the great stuff we're giving away in celebration of MyMac.com's 300th podcast. 300 MyMac.com podcast is quite an achievement, Guy, so I hope the contest can live up to it. You know it will, and man, have some of the Mac developers of hardware and software come through this time. Uh, I'm looking at this list of prizes, and I must admit, I'm a bit jealous that I'm not eligible to enter the competition. Me too, but two lucky listeners are going to get some great stuff. You know it. Look at what the first prize is. An amp tune from Mac Alley, Smile on My Mac, PDF Pen, Drive Genius, and Data Rescue from ProSoft Engineering. That's not all, because they also get a copy of Hazel from Noodlesoft, Reggie Ashworth's App Delete, Boink Software's Photo Magic 03 Pro, Default Photo X from St. Clair Software, and a Weststone One True Fit Professional Earphone from Weststone. Wow, that's a prize package of nearly $700, Guy. Yeah, second prize looks great too, Gaz. It sure does. Another amp tune from Mac Alley, Joseph Software here, another copy of Smile on My Mac's PDF Pen, Hazel from Noodlesoft, App Delete from Reggie Ashworth, and finally... A second Westone one true fit from Westone. That prize is worth almost $400, Gaz. So what do they have to do to win this great swag, guy? Donate blood? Write an essay? Promise their undying allegiance to Steve Jobs? Not quite that severe. All they have to do is send an email to contest at mymac.com. That's it? No dragon slaying or fighting off ogres? Well, they will need to include their email address, telephone number, and an address to ship to if they win one of the prizes besides software. So just send in an email to contest at mymac.com with your contact information and you're in. That's it. Don't you have some lawyer speak to add now, Guy? All prizes awarded are the responsibility of the contest winners and the companies mentioned to ship and receive. Some of the software awarded will consist of a download link sent to the winners with no box copy made available. MyMac.com and the MyMac.com podcast are not responsible for distribution of any of the prizes awarded. No administrative writers or podcast personnel from MyMac.com or the MyMac.com podcast or are associated with any of the companies awarding prizes for the MyMac.com's 300th podcast contest are eligible to enter. Thank you, and I wish I had remembered to breathe while recording all this. Guy. Guy, I think he's passed out. Don't let his sacrifice be in vain. Enter the MyMac.com 300 podcast contest with an email to contest at MyMac.com. And we thank you for all your support of the MyMac.com podcast. Listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast probably won't cure male pattern baldness, but can you afford to take that chance? And welcome back. I hope you're all excited by that contest. And uh, Guy and I, I think we're just going to have a, a chat over the next few shows on some of the items that uh, are going to be in the contest. So uh, yeah, give, give it a little bit of a you know a little bit of a more uh, more of a plug for the get, for the companies yeah, get, that were kind enough to to donate. Absolutely, you know, yeah, their we've stuff got, toward the contest. Yeah, we've got some great stuff there. Yeah, so, as long well, as we I don't think... have to say 300th podcast contest too many times, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> no, neither of us, either of us, both of us struggled on that. <laughs> oh, God, yes. So do you want to have a quick chat about that, uh, the first item, which is the Macaulay app tune? Yeah, the amp tune, I've got this up here on my screen. And of course, there'll be, um, there'll be links in uh, the show notes, you know, not only for the stuff that we're talking about today but you know all the stuff you just heard in the commercial and, and you know i mean basically all the prizes that are going to be given away in the contest um the amp tune 
it's it's this little device. It's got two separate speakers. You can use it with your iPhone. You can use it with an iPod. You can use it with an iPod Touch. And it's got these two little speakers that separate. And you can use it with your with like your iPhone or your iPod Touch to actually like watch a little movie on it. And you know, almost like well, it's it's not, but kind of almost like mini surround sound for uh, for your iPhone or your iPod Touch. And it, it, it just looks like a really neat little device. Yeah, as I think we actually said it in the uh, in the ad that we've just gone through that uh, <laughs> there's some of this stuff we'd I'd really like to enter, but I can't. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well the next one on the list we're gonna just briefly uh, mention tonight is a company who is well, they're synonymous with the the Mac, really, and that's Smile on My Mac. Yep. And they're they're giving us a, a copy of, or they're actually giving us a couple of copies of PDF Pen. Now, I actually uh, I actually got a copy of this, which uh, I paid for some some time ago, and I, I, I kind of bought it wondering, will I ever use it? And I have. I've actually used it for work, so perhaps I, I should get work to pay for it but it's um it's great because you can go into some pdfs if you've got some pdfs that you think i could just do some minor editing minor editing or you want to create your own pdfs and uh, then you've made a mistake you know because there's lots of applications uh, we've got one at work where and the mac does it itself where you can print where you can print to pdf right once you've created your document and you've printed to pdf and then you've got rid of your document you can't do a then, thing with it and you can't do a thing with it well with pdf pen yes you can you can go in um and you can even you can it'll even allow you to edit scanned documents as yeah, well so cool. it's a it's a cracking um little piece of software and i highly recommend it and you know what's most amazing about this is is just how I mean really how inexpensive it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's only fifty dollars. Yep, yep. That's it's it's a great piece of software. Yep. Smaller my Mac. Uh, the the last one that we're going to talk about tonight is there's a company called Weststone. Now you, you know if you've never heard of Weststone, and I've got to admit I have not heard of them. <laughs> this is a company that makes some really incredible audio gear. They make custom earpieces for like so many different, you know, professional musicians and you know, not just rock and roll, but you know, you can pretty much go the the whole spectrum of the music industry and they have made hundreds or thousands of ear earbuds custom fit for you know individuals now of course well that and, kind and, of that kind of specialization you know, it doesn't come cheaply no but no. if you need it and you need it and you need it to work and you need it to sound good Weststone is the company that you go to for that well i must admit that i use these in ear earbuds um quite a lot i don't use Weststones because as i said i didn't know about the company but uh, right. These look like they're um, they've got all of the extras that you you need with earbuds. You know, you've got the extra pads if you need them, the different size of pads. Uh, you get your different. It, it looks like there's a different connector on here as well. It, it looks like a yeah. I, I think I'm going to be spending my money. Well, I'm uh, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, that Westone will uh, will be kind enough to send you and me um, a, a couple of these for us to to try out just just, well, that- just to try out. 
That would be nice. That would I'll be send nice. them back once I've finished with them. <laughs> well, I don't know if they'd want them. I don't think they'd want them <laughs> back from me. Uh, you've, and, seen, you've seen my ears. <laughs> well, I know in your picture they, they look pretty big. <laughs> Yes. Now these are the West Tone One True Fit earphones, and and these retail for almost a hundred and forty dollars. And I mean, some, it's got some, glowing, glowing reviews. And, and yeah, there's some good earbuds. They look like some yep. good earbuds. And West Tone is a name that you can trust as far as sound goes. So Excellent. those are the three that we're going to talk about today. Uh, next week we'll we'll go into some of the other other sponsors for the three hundredth podcast contest. <laughs> MyMac.com podcast. But, uh, you see, yeah. I can't do My it. MyMac.com podcast. Oh, jeez. Now you see, nor can you. <laughs> anyway, you, you, you know, you know why, I, why, why I'm also excited, don't you? No, Go. tell me. Well, back on the 10th of May, I, you know, I went and put an order in for oh. a certain piece of equipment, which is actually becoming available and is shipping. And I believe mine is actually shipping and should be with us this coming Friday. Oh, you're going to love it. Namely the iPad. Now, you and, got the uh, Wi-Fi one, right? I just got the Wi-Fi one, yeah, because I'm quite happy with that with my uh, coverage and the Wi-Fi that I've got. So right. I'm quite happy with that, yeah. So we're, everybody's, you know, there are a few people up and down uh, uh, the country and in Europe itself that uh, have already gained an iPad, but there's not too many of them. Um, but, yeah. It's uh, it's looking good, and uh, we're waiting. And they're on short supply again. It seems to have been pushed back uh, again. So yeah, this is one, one popular device. Chances are um, you won't be able to just walk in to an Apple store or an well, Apple. Well, either that, or you've got to get in there. Yeah, or either that, or you've got to get in there really early. Yeah, because I mean, just based on my experiences here in the states, um, you know, I, I went to the iPad opening when they when they originally released it, and yep. and there was well over a hundred people at a relatively small Apple store here in Clarendon, Virginia, who were just waiting in line. And I mean, they just kept street. They, you know, it was it was like. Um, uh, Tommy's the Who. There's more at the door. There's more at the door, and it just seemed like like. Every single time you'd think the line would start th- would start thinning out, that more people were coming in, yeah, and the store was just packed. Now I, I bought people, I bought the three G one, and yes, it took and you, me a while got, before I got it. You've got some ex- and you've got some experiences with it, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> this weekend was um, hold on just a second. I forgot to disconnect my phone. Uh, that's a that's a point down. That's right, bad guy, bad guy. Let's disconnect it now. Uh, we went to we went to North Carolina this weekend for a family reunion on my wife's side, and it's about, I guess it's like a depending on traffic, a, a four to six hour drive. Now the kids knew I had the iPad, and obviously while I'm driving you, the car, you, you mean you you mean you let them see it? Yes, I let them see it. <laughs> of course, you know they they would have you know, their heads would have exploded if I hadn't hadn't let them play with it. So. We get into the car and we start to drive. And I mean, we hadn't even barely left the house. And my younger son, Peter, is already like, well, can I use the iPad? Can I use the iPad? Can I use the iPad? It's like, no, not yet. Wait till we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to stop and, and get some, some fast food. And then we're going to get onto the highway. And once we've eaten and all the mess is gone and we're driving down the highway, I will, I will hand it back. So the other smart thing I did was I put a, uh, uh, a numbered password on it so that they couldn't just, you know, walk in, yeah. into the room yeah. when I wasn't around. I'm going to use dad's iPad. Well, they can't cause they don't know my password. So 
finally we get on the road and all the food is eaten and, and I pass it back. And the two of them are, are sitting side. I've never seen them such a harmonious reaction between my two sons. They're sitting side by side. Oh, go to the, go to that website. Go to that website. Family now, I'm doing, harmony. Yeah. I'm doing a, I don't want to say, but a, a particular speed on, on a major interstate highway. And they're, they're browsing websites using 3G on, on the iPad. And it was probably one of the quietest trips that I've experienced <laughs> driving long distance with my kids. There was no, are we there yet? Yeah, I was just going to say, are we there yet? Are we nope. there yet? And there was none of that. None of Excellent. that. There, there was no, I need to use the bathrooms. There was no, I want a soda. I want this. I want that. It was just like, oh, let's go to that site. Ooh, ooh let's play this movie. So, you know, they're watching movies. They're surfing websites. They're looking at YouTube. They're, they're doing all of these things while traveling down the road at 70 to 80 miles per hour. Question for you. Yeah. So you, you're in the car. Yes. Obviously, you've got the road noise, and this can vary from your make of car, of course. Right. Uh, but most modern cars are relatively quiet. But could they listen to it? You know, was the speakers sufficient? Because you said they, they played clips of movies and went onto YouTube. Yeah, they, I, I so actually had an audio splitter. That, ah, that right. I plugged so into the had, headphone they jack. Split, so they'd split the headphones, did they? Yeah, and one of the right. one of the presents they got at Christmas were some some nice uh, Sony headphones, not just earbuds, but headphones. Right. So right. that took out a lot of the road noise, and and cool. you know Sony makes some pretty decent headphones. So yeah, so they were able to do whatever it was they wanted to do right there, and it was it was such an amazing difference between experiences in the past. You know, you know they also both have. You know, little uh, iPod Nanos, and on occasion when I didn't need it, I would let them use my iPhone. But but that's kind of it's that's kind of individual. The iPad's a little bit bigger and enable yes. them to have some you know, joint interaction, as it were. Yeah. So one of the things that I would like to see um, from the third-party manufacturers is a way to mount. The i the iPad like in the back seat of a car attached to like you know a car's headrest or something like that, so that you know they don't have to hold it. It'll just you know be sitting there. Now I've well, got, I'll, I've I'll got have like to a send you a link. Oh, I'll have to send something. you a link then. Uh, yeah, because there there are a couple of um, now uh, we we hadn't mentioned this in the pre-show, um, but I have actually because I'm thinking about doing the same thing, except I want to actually have a. Uh, a frame for it so mm -hmm. that it can actually be put on the wall in the kitchen. Yeah, no, we talked about that. Yeah, and I this same company, um, while I'm trying to delay chatting to you, I'm just to <laughs> see if I can find it, um, and I think it's called, that's it, X-Mount. Let's just make sure that's the right one. No, that's not it. That's not it. Um, I'll have to do some digging. I'll, I'll send you a mount. And this, this company that, um, that I found that does the one from the wall also does one which I think can also go in the car as well. Does that attach to like a, yes, a cup holder, or is it like to the no, back no, no, of the no, seat? no, no? It goes on the back of the seat, I believe. So okay, because I've seen the ones that you know. There's, I think, and the, what was the first one you said? X holder, X mount, X mount. Uh, I've seen one that they make where it, it basically goes into a car's cup holder, and it's sturdy enough to hold like a full size laptop. Yeah. Yeah, now this 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 other one that um, I've seen is uh, I'll, I'll do some digging for you, and uh, it's uh, I'm not sure that it's available just yet. 
um, but certainly something which, uh, if they get the product out, looks uh, looks perfect, absolutely perfect. Okay, well, you know what? When we come out of the next break, uh, we'll have that information, or hopefully have that information for you. <laughs> uh, last thing before we hit the break is has to do with my iPhone. Um, uh, you mean you've used it since you've had the iPad? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, when we got down there, now, my sister-in-law went with us as well. So my wife and my sister-in-law shared one hotel room, and then I was the lucky one to share the, the hotel room with, you know, a different hotel room with the boys. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm getting ready to, to go into the toilet. And of course I can't use my iPad because they're both glued to it. So I, I, I grabbed my iPhone and, you know, I don't want to get disgusting, but you know, I, I'm in the toilet and I just charged, I just charged it. I just gotten up in the morning, just charged the darn thing. And I probably only got about an hour's worth of charge out of it before all of a sudden it goes dead and tells me that I have a low battery warning. Guys, how long were you in the toilet? No, no, I'm not saying I was in the toilet the whole time. Oh, I know. Why did I even bring that up? Um, but basically I only, I only got about an hour's worth of charge out of it. Now, you know, I have a car charger and stuff, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, I, I went into Apple and they, you know, they gave me the, the usual, well, you've got 3G on, you've got uh, Wi-Fi on, you've got Bluetooth on. And it's like, well, yeah, because, you know, I use Bluetooth in the car and, you know, 3G if I want to do this. But there's really no easy way unless you go into airplane mode, you know, turn it off via airplane mode to shut down all those services. But what if you still want to use it as a phone? Well, you can't if you put it into air, you know, airplane mode. Yeah. So, you know, in, in order to turn off Bluetooth and in order to turn off Wi-Fi, you have to go into system settings. And, you know, it, it's just kind of a pain in the neck to, 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 to pick and choose, you know, the, the different types of, of communication that the device uses. Settings, yeah. Yeah, within, within its settings to turn, off, to turn them off individually. There's no easy way to do that. And, you are, you know, telling so, me there's not, are you telling me there's not an app for that? Not that I'm aware of. I wish there was. I would buy it. So, you know, so they gave me uh, a couple things to try. They had me um, bring it back to the house and, and do a, a, a full restore on it, which I did. And it, yeah, actually, that did improve it a little bit, but I'm still getting maybe three to four hours using it relatively heavily as compared to what I think it should be getting, which is in the, you know, the five to six hour range. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking I'm still going to take it back and, and have them you know, either replace the battery or, or give me a different unit. Is that, was that option there for you? I, would they do it if they... Uh... If I had really, really pushed, they would have. But the nice thing about this is this gives me another excuse to go out to the yeah. Apple store. <laughs> so I'll take that. <laughs> And no, my wife does not listen to this podcast, so no, I'm good, good there. I'm good there. <laughs> you're good. Then you're good to go. I'm good to go. And, and, with uh, that, and with that, I think we'll move into the next uh, ad break. Yep. And so we'll be back in just a little bit. Hang on, guys. We're coming back. It's guys and guy from the mymac.com podcast and we're here to tell you that if you like listening to us you'll enjoy some of the other podcasts from mymac.com that are available from iTunes 
There's the My Photo Tech podcast with Sandro Cuccia to tell you all about digital photography. He also talks about the latest news, hardware and software along with tips and tricks to make you a better photographer. There's also your own Victory Garden podcast with Greg Holtzworth for all of you people with a green thumb. And Sam's cool picks to tell you about some of the latest gear for the Mac, iPhone and all the other Apple devices we know and love with your host, Sam Levin. Also, the geekiest show ever, which can be about, well, anything with Tim Robertson, Chad Perry, and sometimes even me. The MyMac.com podcast, My Phototech, your own victory garden, Sam's Cool Picks, and the Geekiest Show Ever podcast can all be found so very easily in iTunes. It's all free for downloading, so go get it. The MyMac.com podcast and associated content is copyright and part of Major League Baseball and is subject to laws governing such content. All rights reserved 2000. Guy. What? We are part of Major League Baseball. Are you sure? Yes. But we we used to be? (sighs) Go to iTunes and grab those podcasts, folks. You'll really enjoy them. Cure for the regular old boring podcasts. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Okay, we're back. This is our last segment. And as promised, Gaz has 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 Googled the hell out of himself. And he <laughs> he found he he found the uh the iPad uh, I don't I can't really call it a case. Uh what no, would, it, no, how would you describe case. this? Well it it's basically it's a holder. Um the 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 website is actually called, or the the company. I, I'm not sure they're actually called this, but it's it's headed modular. So obviously the mod the, the yeah, clues. Give, give the modular. URL for that. Yeah, that's uh, obviously well the old dub dub dub. Yep. Or perhaps with even out the dub dub dub, which is what you can do a lot of these days. But it's modularcase.com. That's M O D U L r c a s e dot com and that will take you to the modular uh website where you can have a look at all sorts of different processes or different uh abilities that this um i think it's a case which goes round the i the ipad itself yeah, yeah, yeah. but then it's got like four uh spigots at the back which then you can hook into the various different wall mounts or kickstand uh or the car mount oh um, that car yeah you know, as as you were searching for this and you finally found the the url and you you told me about it and i was like yeah, okay. I'm sure this is just going to be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then I, <laughs> I, I, I got I got to the to the to the main page, the modularcase.com page, and I was like car mount. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and look at this. And then I clicked on it and the next <laughs> thing you crazy. heard from me was like, "Oh my god, that's exactly <laughs> what it was I was looking for." And and what it is, it, it uses the you know, if you're looking at this online, you know, modular and you know they're not a sponsor of the show or anything, but I'm telling you this is this is a cool cool product, modularcase.com, and so you've got this case that fits onto it, and then for the for the car mount, there are these other pieces that attach, and it essentially connects up to the the supports of the headrest 
where the spindles that come up that obviously the headrest goes because very on a lot of cars you can actually take that headrest out can't you and those two spindles that go in it's got a bracket which wraps around those and obviously makes it secure into place and then it's got the framework with again the spigots that's yeah. obviously on the on the cover that goes around the ipad which then puts it into place so you can just obviously clip it out clip it in and take it out again it looks neat it looks neat now there's one proviso here because it is, it does look very good, and I, you know, I agree with you. It it looks real smart, and I was quite excited when I first saw it, especially the wall mount. I'm still because excited the, because the wall mount will come out, and obviously you can change the angle of it. Right, but it's it's not yet available. Now yeah. I've obviously contacted them and said, notify me when it's available, so we don't have any costs and we don't know any availability. But I tell you what, if they get this together and it works, then yeah, yeah. I think I think I'll be extremely interested. And hopefully it's not going to be, you know, hey, you can get this if you only spend another $300. You know, <laughs> if, if they yeah. can keep the cost relatively low, this this will be a very, very hot iPad item. Because, I mean, I, I yeah, saw that I car mount. Right. I, I saw that right. car mount thing. It was like, oh, oh, you did. that's what yeah. I wanted. You, you got me quite concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take his pulse, take his pulse, make sure he's not dying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this is just cool just amazing. Cool stuff. All right. cool and stuff. we're not going to talk about it anymore because they're no. not they're not paying us to. But it no. is but it is cool. <laughs> uh last bit before we we break for the night. Uh there was a Wi-Fi syncing app rejected by Apple that was created by somebody by the name of uh Greg Hughes. And we were kind of wondering, you know, why would why would Apple reject this app? Now, what it essentially does is allows you to sync up to your iTunes library wirelessly, which is something that you you can't do right now. Now, you can certainly connect up to Apple's iTunes store, but you can't connect up wirelessly to your own iTunes library. Now, I presume, I presume that th- this would have also been available for the iPad. Yeah, yeah. And that is one thing that lots of people are really pushing for and asking for that they you know the ipad is absolutely great that but they are you know a lot of people are complaining that you have to you know plug it in connect it right um well i mean you look at it you've got the ipad which is you know for a lot of not for uh, not necessarily for most people but for a lot of people could be or or operate as their only computing device now the problem with that is right now you can't use it as your own computing device because you still need to sync it up through iTunes. Yeah, because, of course, if you are going to use it as a computing device, then from an email perspective, if you've got IMAP, you're covered. Yep. Um, Your Twitter, you're covered. It's not a problem there. Right. But when it comes to creating documents, then, you know, you've got to store them in one place other than the iPad itself. So this Wi-Fi syncing um, would have been the answer. Now, it's not been allowed into the App Store. So the point is, are Apple going to be coming up with some functionality or did it? Did the app itself actually uh, cross some lines uh, through the rules and regs that uh, Apple have? Uh, And did it cross those lines? And that's why they rejected it. And that's what I'm not totally clear on because obviously it's been made or not obviously but it's actually been made available 
Um, but it's, if you've got a jailbroken device right. uh, you, on a Cydia phone, you can actually buy the app for, I think it's about $10, is it roughly? Yeah, nine ninety nine. Um, But I guess the question is, you know, why did Apple reject it? Did they reject yep. it because possibly this is some some functionality that they're going to build into OS 4? And uh, tying into that... Is this what that huge server farm that they're building in North Carolina going to be for, or like your mobile iTunes? Yeah, it, just backing up a little bit, uh, just to say that the, the guy who created it, Hughes, I think he actually called uh, Apple uh, and asked them, you know, for some reasons as to why it was rejected, and they said, well, the app didn't technically break any rule; it encroached on one or two boundaries. Um, of what they can and can't allow in the store. Now, I don't quite know how accurate this last statement is, but it said, plus, you know, unnamed security concerns, <laughs> which is not very, very helpful, really. Well, no, but, but I mean, how can there be security concerns in a closed platform? Well, you know, yeah, even, but if, even if you're syncing wirelessly. Yeah, but he's kind of opening that up. Isn't isn't he? That's that's probably where they're coming from. That aspect. He, I know it's a closed platform, but he's actually, you know, in creating the wireless syncing, is creating a doorway in, and that's maybe where they they were coming from. But you then moved on to obviously this the, the, the server farm, yeah, and you know perhaps they've got their own syncing app, which is well, let's hopefully you know let's hope it's secure, um, because that's certainly something which. I think everybody is, is now anticipating what exactly this server farm is going to be doing for us. You know, lots of people are, I've, I've spoken about, um, obviously music streaming, right. um, through the iTunes store or through an option through the iTunes store. Uh, people have t- talked about TV programs and films, but is there another arm? And that's going to be obviously syncing for any iPad users. Well, uh, that very well possibly could be. Now, just recently, they rolled out a beta for uh, kind of a new version of Mobile Me, which you know I must admit I, I haven't tried yet. Um, but yeah, quite that's frankly, for the, for the male side, yeah. Well, not just for the male side. Um, Mobile Me does does quite a bit more than that. Uh, it allows, you know, in in some ways, it kind of duplicates the functionality of something like Dropbox because you can have. A lot of applications, or, or I'm sorry, you can have a lot of storage space within Mobile Me. Now I'm paying, I think it's uh, one thirty nine a year, but that also gives me forty gigs of storage space within Mobile Me. Right. And so if there was a, a way for me to connect up to Mobile Me either through three G or Wi Fi, now you know we have no idea what kind of limitations. Are, are going to be set in place by the the various carriers right now in the states that's you know that's a t and t for how big of a file you can you know bring in or take out before they ask you to you know get the hell off of our network and go use wi fi um but you know if you were able to have a a a true working online service and you know whether it's mobile me or whether it's you know Dropbox or, or whoever, that would eliminate some of the concerns of people who who say that you know that the iPad because it's you know at its best is limited to sixty four gigs of storage 
is more limited because there's you know there's no way to add more storage. Well, if your storage is in the cloud, why would you need to add more? Absolutely, yeah, that's right. It, it's funny, funny we should talk about this because I was having the conversation on, uh, on Twitter today, and I, I actually tweeted out, "Do I spend a hundred pounds on uh, an extra hard drive, which obviously is going to sit powered up?" Um, in my garage, which I can obviously access and back up to, right? Or do I spend between forty-five and I think it's about anywhere between forty-five and fifty-five or sixty, uh, sixty dollars, which equates to about I suppose about between thirty to forty, yeah, pounds. thirty-five, thirty-five to forty-five pounds uh, a year on some online storage. Now, obviously, the pros and cons are the pros are you're putting it up into the um, into the cloud and. You are hoping that yeah, their that service, serv- will still, will that, still their service yeah, that, well, that their, that service and their servers are going to be a lot more reliable than the hard drive, which could fail tomorrow on you. Yes. However, the problem with that is upload speeds, download speeds, and accessibility. Um, you know that convenience of having the drive, like I've had a, an issue with the MacBook, where I've obviously got the cloned hard drive next to me and I can try it. And I think it comes down to a combination of, you know, all of these things. Now, I like, I trust Apple. Uh, I use mobile me. Um, I like the sync ability. Um, I sync up my uh, bookmarks. I use the email. Um, I sync up my calendar. And there's a, I use it for a few other things as well. And I, I use iDisc on the, on the iPod touch. Um, now I trust them and I would possibly pay for a little bit more if the service was, yeah, because the functionality is just far too slow. Yeah. Far too slow. Uh, but then but again, service- you're somewhat limited to what your, your access speeds are depending on you know, where you're physically located at the time that you want to gain access to this information. And that's, yeah, that's the problem. Because when I'm at home, it's not too bad. I mean, I've got a great download speed. My upload speed could be better, but it's not a bad upload speed. Right. Um, and, that, you know, that's that's the biggie. That's the biggie. You know, you, as soon as you walk out of your house, you know, what, what's your connection like? And that's where it's, yeah. uh, it becomes a problem. Well, it, I guess, you know, there is a, a, a major difference between upload and download speeds. The the question, I guess, comes back to if your if your download speeds are are relatively quick, and you know we're and we're talking about say audio and and video content that you know you've either bought through iTunes or that you've stored on uh, you know mobile me or or what have you. Does it really matter if your particular upload speeds are slow as long as you can get because i mean when you decide okay you're, you're going to watch uh an episode of doctor who i love going back to doctor who you're going to watch an episode of doctor who after you've finished watching it do you need to upload that back into the cloud no you've watched it and you can just say okay delete it off this device if you're not going to watch it again yeah, I suppose the point you, you're getting to is is how many large files, how many large files do you actually have, um, which you're creating on a regular basis? That once you've gone through the initial pain of the upload, um, how often then do you need to go through that pain again? Exactly. That's a good, that's yeah. a good point. Excellent. Well, I, I think we'll, we won't know until Apple start telling us and showing us what they can do with this this server farm. Yep, we are about. 
two weeks away from Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, WWDC. Steve Jobs is going to host the, the keynote address for that. Yeah, and he's, he's said that he's got some exciting stuff, so that could all be part of it. Yeah, I would love for him one time to say, well, yeah, I'm doing the keynote, but it's really just boring crap, so don't even bother <laughs> to show up. No, it's always, yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, but do you know, if he said that, People There'd be still even show. more excitement. Yeah. There'd be even more excitement. What did Steve mean by boring crap? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe he means boring, boring crap. crap. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, on, on that note, on, on that I think, happy I note. Think we've had too much crap tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we're going we're gonna to turn off the microphones, and, and you're going to go to bed, and I'm going to go try to fix my Taekwondo instructor's computer. And uh, I, I hope you all have... Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. See you, everybody. And thank you for listening to the MyMac.com podcast. Please send off feedback to podcast at MyMac.com. Be sure to check out our other shows, including Geekiest Show Ever, My Phototech Podcast, Your Own Victory Garden, and Sam's Cool Picks. All available in iTunes. 